right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Uh, today's a very special episode. First, I'm, I'm, of course, if you're listening to this, you probably know my name is Dan. And with me, as always, not Garth, but Charlie. Charlie, say hello to everyone today. Could be Garth. You you could be Garth. You're, you're Garthish. I'm Garthish. You're Garth-like. I like, I like to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And today is a special episode. Today, uh, you probably saw it. I mean, you looked at the description when you downloaded it. But today, Charlie, we have a very special guest with us today. We do. And I wonder who that very first inaugural guest could be. Say hello, inaugural guest. Oh, it's none other than Sludge from Monster Mercy Stompdown. Yes. So a friend of the pod. What's up? The Sludgeinator. What's up, Sludge? I'm excited to be here. Good. We're, we are happy to have you here. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, you picked Charlie, a perfect uh, movie. Perfect movie for this. Yes, we did. Y- yeah, it was, it was one of the ones where we all talked about, like, what is that common denominator? What's that bridge between this one and that show and monsters being shot by space machine guns? Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Marines versus Kaiju, man. It's just this is uh, this movie, um, and so this movie either um, influenced other things or other things influenced this movie. Depends on how you want to look at it. But you've got a lot of um, Starship uh, Starship Troopers is basically a direct ripoff and or homage to uh, StarCraft video games, and a lot of 40k Warhammer 40k stuff with the Marines. This would be the Astro Militarum or the IG versus, say, like the Tyranid. So this is a very, um, it's kind of a, I don't know, a classic trope of space Marine soldiers going out to fight monsters of some sort, and these just happen to be arachnids. Charlie, how do you feel about arachnids? I don't like them, sir. The only good bug is a dead bug. That's right. Sludge, how do you feel? I, I love arachnids. Well, okay, I we keep, keep around the house. Let me just kick him off the show real quick. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we are going to, uh, this going to be a little different of an episode here, but we're going to try to keep the same skeleton uh, fishbone bones in place here. Charlie, let's go ahead and start off with the trailer. You ready for that? Oh, absolutely. All right, well, I'm not, because that's the one thing I didn't uh, put back in the bar for the sound drop. So the one job you had. All right, let's kick him out. I've already been fired once tonight, so guess who's fired now? Uh, If I'm fired, then you don't get this. In every age, there is a cause worth fighting for. But in the future... The greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. Hey, kid, what's going on? War! We're going to war! Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind. Everyone fights, no one quits. You smash the entire area. You kill anything that has more than two legs. You get me? We get you, sir. But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined. 
Connect to zero. We're under attack, so we need retrieval now. Someone made a damn mistake. The bugs laid a trap for us, didn't they? Prepare for battle and journey to the front lines of the next frontier. Kill them all! Starship Troopers. God, we had great trailers in 1997. That we did. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I want to add real quick, or just because I didn't think about this, I didn't watch the trailer, but the music in the trailer right there at the end, because this came out yeah, in 97, um, that music was stolen for a trailer for a giant monster movie in Japan. Oh. Gamera 3 Revenge of Ears came out in 99. 99, sorry. The trailers came out in 98, and that music is in the same trailers for there. I was like, really? you stole it. Yeah, so I'm listening to it. I'm like, I can't believe they stole that. But a great <laughs> well, movie to steal it from. Troopers, yeah, Troopers came out in 97, so yeah, they would have swiped it in Japan. Oh, definitely did. Definitely did. Oh, yeah. yeah. But well, I we've, mean, taken, we've, we've taken enough of their stuff, technology-wise. They can have true. a song. Ninety percent of Americans never picked up on that. You, you, you just you need to go on IMDb and drop that as some uh, trivia because I'm going to. That needs to be out there. The world needs to know. Gamera needs more love. <laughs> that it does, but there it might be really like one does. person that actually cares. <laughs> I love the Gamera movies. I know you've talked about it on your show. I mean, it's you're Godzilla heavy, so I've I've known Sludge. Us, what are we going on now? Ten months. I said we're close to our one year anniversary. Almost got, one year since we started got, talking you, on uh, Facebook. And I expect a nice now? dinner date. Yeah, right. Well, what's yeah, the fir- what's one year anniversary? You got to give him a plastic Mothra now. Well, see, my when I, on our first date, I gave him a uh, Godzilla carving. So he did, uh, <laughs> and it's in my nerd vault. And I was it's gonna awesome. say. I went to sludges for the recording because I, I set in on the Deep Rising episode. And it, again, how do you mix action and monsters? Deep Rising is another one of those. And uh, he has the Nerd Vault. And it is just chock full of Godzilla and comic books and movies. So it was a match made in heaven. That's all you got to say about that. You know, it was. It, it was a good time. You know, you, you brought up the music uh, there that you heard at the end of the trailer. And this movie, for me, I really like the music for it. So I'll go ahead and, and get this going here as little under undertones here. The the music is, I think, is kind of iconic. This is the music that you would hear during the propaganda, the promo. The pure, oh. you know, Verhoeven scenes. You know, yeah, there it is. Right, yeah. exactly. So... You know, this music in the background, it's its very military, it's very patriotic, upbeat, which, again, we will get into a little bit with this movie, but there was a lot of, it, it's a fast, it, it's a look at fascism. It, it really is, it's a its a look at fascism in the future, um, which is another thing I'd like to talk about, is how far in the future is this supposed to be? Because, you know, we can fly to other planets and we can medically rebuild your leg, but we're still shooting machine guns at you. It's the yeah. It's the twenty third century. Twenty third century. It's okay. Twenty third century. Um, I forgot. We haven't, learned, we haven't figured out lasers yet. Well, we have the lasers during the laser tag scene. So you know, uh, we've, we've that got is that. True. 
Um, Great. I, I had those back when I, when I was 14 too. Sir, so. sir, you did not have red and blue lasers flying through the air, striking <laughs> each other into electricity onto our chest. We had light guns. Okay. Yeah, I, that's yeah, what I, we had. I also didn't take a shot to the head. So that's good either. So medic, <laughs> medic, medic. No. <laughs> there it is. Just keep that. Just keep that button on. Keep your yeah. finger on that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so, but no, the, but talking yeah. about the music, when you're a fan of Verhoeven, like the three of us are, all you got to do is hear any kind of tone of that music, whether it be RoboCop, Total Recall, you know, Starship Troopers, it, it instantly just, A, it brings a smile to my face. I'm like, oh, I know this. I know I'm going to enjoy this. Um, he's, he just has this, he puts a, uh, an impression on a movie. And the music is one of those things that puts that impression into me. He does very much like Carpenter does in his films. Yes, very much so. Um, I was just telling Dan earlier, so I I have the ability to watch these movies over and over again. I put them on in the shop. They're on in the background. Well, today I did something different. I listened to the director's commentary. So I listened to Verhoeven for two hours today gush about this movie. That's a great this, day of work. It, it really is not a lot of work gets done on those days, but, <laughs> but he, this is, he even admits this is probably one of his favorite works that he's ever done is starship troopers. This movie is one of the, it's, it's the third out of the big Verhoeven trilogy. I mean, they're not trilogy. They're not connected, but like the big three of his, uh, RoboCop, uh, total recall. And then this one here. Yep. All three sci-fi, all three uh, heavily. Um, th- there's a sense of um, uh, government dread in all three of them, whether RoboCops, the OCP coming in as a commercial entity, taking over the kind of a government, you know, um, services, total recall with the government trying to stop Mars from finding the generators, and now this one here with, like you, like we were saying earlier, a direct show of what the fascism would look like in that society. And a satirical that's all, look. Let's, let's, that, let's clear that out right now. It's a very yeah. satirical look of fascism. Well, I don't know how satirical it is, but it's definitely, I mean, he's not praising it. He's more or less no. showing you like this could be because he grew up during the time, you know, of, of seeing fascism. So he was like, this is what it would look like. And he shows a, a, a very good, I think he does a good job of going like, Hey, look, you gotta be, a, you gotta fight to be a citizen and all the TVs are controlled and this and that. And you can see that people are not really enjoying it. Like the one person wants to have kids and has to be a citizen before they can have kids and, and everything else. So definitely, you know, I think that is because of his upbringing of when and where he grew up, he sees the government, you know, and I don't want to speak for the man, obviously, but it's like, it's almost like he sees the government as they, as a, Hey, this could be the ugly side of it. If you're not paying attention. Well, Yeah. And he, for sure. He put that in there. So wherever you, if you ever listened to the commentary, he's, he makes things very apparent in the movie. And his one line that he says in there is he goes, if someone's wearing black, they're bad. So like the Doogie Howser character later, you see that progression of him being this young teenager. Then he's the, he does the commercial where they show how to kill the bugs and he's wearing like the lab coat looking thing. Then the very next time you see him, he's wearing the, the black trench coat 
to the final part where he's got the hat, the trench coat, the uniform, the medals, very, you know, we'll say it, Nazi, you know. Oh, very much very much well, so yeah the uniforms are very much a direct homage i believe and not in a good way but again like i right. said a, a mirroring but he wasn't a mirroring he wasn't hiding anything he was putting right it in the face of everyone going this is what potentially it could have looked like right you know had all this happened yeah and like carl the doogie character the the uh he was like you said he was a kid he was he was gifted in one form or another the government took him in and turned him into what they wanted him to be. He was an officer, you know, and because of his gifts, he got promoted higher up than the rank and file. You know, even that cast type system is, is displayed in here. Rico, he's a athletic kid. So he's a trencher. He's a, he's a, a grunt. Carmen, good with math, put her in a ship. Carl mental, put him in charge of stuff. You know, it, it, it shows that reg regimented tier system as well. And oh, yeah. like, you know, like I said, when you see that, you know, that's going on, but the movie itself, it, it's not a, like I said, again, it's not glorifying that it shows, it's not a recruitment it, it sh movie. no, it's no, not. it shows what it is, but it's also a super awesome sci-fi action monster bug killing movie 100 percent. you know um I, i'll play this real quick this is we're talking about the the propagandas and stuff like that there's a lot of these little propaganda snippets in the movie and i think he he uses them as a device to to move the movie along almost like a MacGuffin, but instead of an actual item on screen it's a a technique he uses to help tell the story as well Young people from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part, too. <laughs> They're doing their part. Are you? Join the mobile infantry and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's the, that's, that's the thing right there. But he uses that again to to forward the story that he's telling yeah it, it's a really cool way of almost you know using their weapons against them kind of thing you know when you think about it if you want to look at it on any kind of political view if you use any kind of political lens at all to look at this film he's using their weapons against them kind of thing well it's also gives him the ability to show us the rest of the world while we're focused on a small group of kids essentially we watch them as mm -hmm. kids but it even though i think they're all like what 27 when they made uh, it yeah, i'm pretty yeah. sure they were all mid-20s portraying you know kids but we'll give dookie, not, we'll give dookie a pass you know 90210 teenagers yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah, as far as i care he's always a kid but it, it gave this a broader view of what the world itself is just in these and that's what they are they're propaganda films that he made specifically because they're almost exactly like how the ones that sounded for Germany at the time and for America, you know, mm -hmm. are yeah. get behind our soldiers, collect that metal, collect scrap metal, buy Barabons. And now it's this more of a nationalism, more of a nation's pride kind of feel that they try to push. 
you know, service guarantees citizenship. That is a, that is a tier to reach in this society. Um, and there's a lot more we could dig deeper into it. We're not, you know, doing a social yeah. commentary on this, but no, no, Tristan, no but, Tristan's being awful quiet. And I kind of, well, I don't want to jump in too much. It's your old no, show. No, 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 no. The guest, sir. But I know this is probably something you enjoy talking about. Definitely. That's one of the things I like about Paul's films, whether it's Robocop, total recall or starship troopers is that, um, He's got the message, the anti-capitalism, anti-fascism, anti-government corporate control that's seen in a lot of movies. Uh, Robocop, obviously, it's the corporate control with OCP, um, the the government overstepping, especially in Starship Troopers. Same with Total Recall. It's more corporate government power and capitalism being the the enemy in that they want to keep people thinking that there's no way to have oxygen on Mars so they can keep making money and can yeah. control the situation. But he keeps those in a great back part of the film to where you can watch these films and have no idea. That's what he's saying. He makes them so entertaining with all the action and the, uh, especially these sci-fi films he does. Um, then unless you're really paying attention or, or a, a a major movie fan like we are that notice those things you know, if my son watches this, you know, if Mark probably doesn't pick up on this, um, for these movies, he didn't with RoboCop. We know he hates that one. Well, I don't <laughs> yeah. even know if I want to know his opinion on this movie because right. he's, he's going to come up with something. I'm going to, it's going to hurt my feelings. That's just that's the way he is, man. <laughs> but that's what I like about Paul is he's got something to say in his films but he makes the film entertaining first with the message behind it. And I think oh. that's important because then it's not jaded by the viewer immediately. I never picked up on this. What is this? 1997. So I'm 17 years old. First time I watched this movie, I wasn't thinking about nationalism or socialism or any ism. I was like, I just saw bugs explode. I saw heads get ripped off. Uh, it was the greatest thing I had ever seen. Exactly, And I'm pretty sure I rewound it and watched it again immediately. So let's do that. Let's go into our next thing and let's talk about the first time, what our first memories of this movie is. And I'll go last because everybody hears me drone on enough. So uh, let's start with Dan on that. This movie is one of those ones again. And I've always, I've joked uh, here on the show, I've joked in, in my offline life. I've been hitting the head a lot. So my memory is not what it used to be for sure. This is also, this is kind of one of those movies that we've talked about in the past where I've always known it's there kind of thing. I know we, there's another movie we meant. I kind of said the same thing about, um, but again, I can't remember which one it was, but you know, this movie is one of those things where it's like, I, I definitely didn't see it in a theater. I don't remember seeing it in the theater. It was probably a, a blockbuster, you know, rental type of thing or whatever and uh saw it instantly loved it i you know i grew up with my my dad and my grandfather both are into war movies uh my grandfather was a world war ii vet my dad was in the military so we watched a lot of war movies growing up i'm a nerd i like sci-fi this gave me both this gave me army in space kind of thing you know yeah. so so i watched it really really enjoyed that uh, but it, it was probably when it first came out on VHS, I would assume I saw that. Um, and speaking of blockbuster, the tie in, I worked at blockbuster for a little while and whenever people would come in, 
especially they would come and go, I need a dude flick. It's dude movie night. What are we going to get? I go, Starship Troopers. Every time someone would come in and go, I need a dude movie. I said, okay, you got bugs, you got action. This is what you need here. Watch this. Watch. And I would push it. And that was a specific thing that I would go, have you seen Starship Troopers? And if they said no, then I was like, okay, then get that one. If I have to give it to you for free for some reason with the computer, I'll do it. Just take this movie. That's how I felt about Starship Troopers. And like I said, again, it was probably a rental for me, but it's also one of those ones where, hey, I want to watch something. I want to watch something sci-fi. I want to watch something kind of, I'll just watch Starship Troopers. <laughs> and there it is. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's almost a why find something else when it definitely it, it, it feeds the craving that I have. Yeah, it's a comfort. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it, 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 yeah, exactly. It, it fits that spot. It fits that hole. Oh. Sludge. Sludge when, what was, yeah, what's, what's your earliest memory of Starship Troopers? Oh, man. I remember getting this off of pay per view. This is how I watched it. We didn't get to see it in theaters, but um, I taught my dad wow, to let me read my pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> through Dish Network. Ooh. How much did Absolutely. that cost? I think it was, was like, like seven ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. You knew yeah, it, was. it wasn't too bad. Um, but I rented it and absolutely fell in love with this movie. It was anything that had the the aliens type vibe for me: military, bugs, you know, blood and guts. Um, and I mean, hey, you know, I'm like thirteen at the time. You throw in a few boobies, yeah. Obviously, I'm a teen. You know, it's going to hit off for me pretty good. Uh, I loved it. Um, so I immediately after I watched it, went and got a tape, blank tape, put it in the VCR, played it again, hit record, and I wore that tape out. It became a movie for me that was just pure entertainment at that age. So if I wanted to watch something. Um, and just have fun, or I've got it playing in the background. Starship Troopers was a pretty go-to film, and it introduced me to Casper Van Dien, who and his butt. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> hilarious thing about the um, the shower scene in this movie. I don't know if you guys know. Um, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> you know where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. So, in, for those listening, in order to shoot the shower scene the cast agreed to do the shower scene where everybody's nude and the you know it's a military shower um was if paul would shoot it naked so he had to shoot the whole scene naked with everybody else naked at the same time and i thought that was hilarious i'll get i'll um, give you one more on that well you got damn go ahead i'm just saying this is a missed opportunity why did we not get the biology teacher in that shower scene we could have had Rue McClanahan <laughs> naked. Our very own golden girl. Oh, oh that's true. Been. I forgot she's in that. I meant to tell my wife that the other night because she's just now got back into Golden Girls. I got all seven seasons for her. Yep. And uh, I watched Starship Troopers the other day prepping for this episode and saw her. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to tell my wife about this. That's why Jackie watched it with me last night. And I was going, you know, telling her, like, okay, that's that person. And I was like, there's a biology teacher. Who is that? And she got it Im- immediately. She went. That's Blanche. Yep. That's Blanche Devereaux. I mean, she did full net because she has every Golden Girl episode. <laughs> We're trying to find all the pops for her and everything. But I was going to mention that you talk about that shower scene. I just listened to the uh, director's commentary. Mm-hmm. Verhoeven goes, I was dared to do that by uh, Dizzy, uh, the girl that played Diz. Oh, Dina Meyer. Uh, Dina Meyer. Yeah, Meyer. Meyer uh, yep. um, he goes, she's the one that dared me first. And he goes, I immediately dropped trial. 
And he goes, the director of photography was also in there. He dropped trout because he was raised in a nudist colony when he was younger. So Uh, they didn't care. And everyone started laughing. Everyone started joking around and they were able to film it because all the cast were dreading it. They didn't really want to do that scene. And it was a scene they saved in case it rained them out outside because it was an interior shot. Mm-hmm. So they were just holding on to it. So it was later in the production. This is straight from Verhoeven. I mean, like this is interesting stuff. But he was like, yeah, they were all dreading it. And then Dina dared us. She's like, if we have to be naked, why don't you direct it naked? And he went, <laughs> okay. I mean, not even a hesitation. <laughs> just did it. I'm like, fair enough. Fair enough, man. You know, and this being your introduction to Casper Van Dien, the only other Hollywood film that he had done up to this time was James Dean race with destiny. So, you know, this was his big, this was his first huge debut. I think he voiced a Casper movie too, before this. Correct. Yeah. He had done some Casper stuff. He had been in things like uh, one of the wing commander games and he had done like an episode of, um, um, silk stockings and he'd been on some nine Oh two one Oh and such like that. But this was like, this was his introduction to the movie audience and, you know, even though we're talking about monies in a, in a little while, it didn't do great in the box office. It still was one of those things where, especially now, I think you have this group of people that go, you, if I say the name Casper Van Dien, the first thing you think of is Starship Troopers, no matter yeah. what else he's been. 100%. In, you know, I mean, Sleepy Hollow, of course, he was in that. It was great. But yeah. I think Starship Troopers still. Oh, all the way. All the way. I mean, for me, it's, it's Tarzan. Uh, he did Tarzan, yeah. I think, yeah. like the next year. I, yep. that's my third favorite Tarzan film. Uh, but I loved him in it, but still, if I, people are like, do you know, Casper Van Dien? And I said, Tarzan, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Starship Troopers? Oh, Rico. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Charlie, he's, when did he's you... gone into doing a lot of the sci-fi movies, the mm-hmm. sci-fi channel direct movies, like those, uh, constrictor versus Python. Those he was in the first wild. Python, I think. I think what? it was the per- first Python that he was doing. And then he, With he just, uh, Robert England. You just start uh, seeing him pop up in those kind of movies. But mm-hmm. my first introduction, which I'm kind of surprised it ties in with Dan, is it was literally one of those dude movie nights that me and my dad had usually on Friday nights. Um, Mom would go do her quilt guild thing. A lot of times take my younger sister with her dad would make a pizza and it was dude night. And I remember we rented starship troopers. We'd seen the previews, obviously didn't watch it in theaters. We just kind of waited and it was a movie. Both me and my dad were just like, Holy crap. What did we just watch? That was, that was flipping amazing. Did you see that dude's head fly off? Like, yeah, I saw that dude's head fly off. He goes, it's the bad guy from total recall. I'm like, yeah, Michael Ironside. This is, this is great. I'm, I'm loving this. And it was like the very next day I watched it again. I mean, I couldn't get enough of Starship Troopers the second I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that it was the biggest disappointment on the planet when we tried to watch the sequel. It oh. literally is the only movie <laughs> my dad and I both went, yeah, I don't want to finish this. How about you? We were like 10, 15 minutes into it. I was like, I'm done. He goes, yeah, same. Go get Starship Troopers and put it in. We're just going to watch the first <laughs> yeah. one again. And so that's... And again, like Dan, this is a staple movie for me. Anytime I just want to zone out or have a movie playing in the background that I know by heart and I don't have to stare and watch as long as I'm not watching the commentary, 
is Starship Troopers. Just turn it on. I can be like, oh, this part's coming up, and look, ah, it was great, and go back to work and, and just enjoy the hell out of that movie. I I have actually seen all the Starship Trooper uh, films. Uh, and I watched three. I've, I I can't tell. I you watched much part of it, two and quit at that point. I, that, that's me. I it got past the 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 zombie bug. I think the very first time they showed the mm. dead body with the zombie bug, and it was just so cheesy and bad. Based yeah. on what we got in the first one, I was like, I'm out. Threw my hands up, hit the stop button. I'm out. That movie is so bad that most of the Merida uh, automatic rifles that you see are just two by fours painted black with an a, a red LED light or two painted on or taped it's on. Not them. It's not surprising. It's, 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 it's really, really bad. bad. <laughs> uh, I, I but I, I I've seen both. I've seen all those. I've seen the um, cartoon series, the Roughneck Chronicles, uh, and I've actually read the book. So uh, Starship Troopers, I've seen the movies and stuff first. And then I went back to read the book because I love the movie so much. I was like, let me read this book. And I'm like, well, this isn't Starship Troopers. Yo. This is this is Starship Troopers. Oh, was it <laughs> Robert Heinlein? Heinlein? Uh, Heimlin or Heimlich? Yeah, some, yeah. 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 And it's it's just it, that's completely different than what this the 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 TV series. If you watch that is a lot more similar to uh, the book. And then there's elements of the third movie that are a lot more similar. Yeah. They bring the, the mech book. suits and the whole angel yeah. thing. Um, I'll be honest. I've never read the book. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not bad. It, it's more like Johnny, get your gun or, or like red badge of courage kind of in space. Bit of trivia. Oh, gotcha. Paul yeah. Verhoeven read the first two chapters and put it down saying, well, that's boring. And yeah, had yeah, his, second unit director he looked at me and goes you can just tell me about the rest that's exactly what yeah it, did. it's almost like reading a soldier's diary yeah yeah well, so that wasn't it really newmeyer was the fan of the book right yeah newmeyer yes. was the fan i think that's that was who verhoven was doing this with and verhoven flat out says i got through like two chapters and i was like this is boring i'm done and newmeyer told him about the rest of it but other than in name and a few locations um, and a few other small pieces, that's all that come from the book into this movie. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, Charlie, let's let's go ahead and, and, and get let me get this out of the way real quick. I'll talk about the the numbers behind this movie. Yeah, go ahead. Before we get into the movie itself proper. The movie's budget estimated was $105 million. This was a big boy. That's a big, big boy budget. film. Yeah, this is a big boy pants movie. And with the success of RoboCop and Total Recall, I understand a studio greenlighting that amount of money for Van Hove. I, I right. get it. Yeah. Unfortunately for this gentleman, his opening weekend only netted $22 million. Uh, and gross U.S. and Canada was only just under $55 million. Now worldwide, it made 121 and change, but 21 million dollars to us is a lot of money. To a studio, not a lot of money. They, they spent more like more in that on marketing, so it's yeah. still lost oh, yeah. money. The, yeah, the, so, the rule is usually for like, especially now, double the budget. Whatever they say it is, they put that exact same amount of money into marketing, especially like Disney and mm -hmm. a lot of the bigger companies. Mm -hmm. So even if they weren't doing that, say they even just did half, 
that's still a heck of a loss. Now, you say Disney, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Touchstone a division? Wasn't it a, vi- a division of Disney back then, like Touchstone and Amblin? Amblin was. I know Amblin was, but wasn't Touchstone? I don't know if Touchstone was. I don't know if they were uh, yet. Okay, well, this know, is a Crystar Touchstone uh, collaboration. I know Disney bought Miramax and got a lot of blowback for their R-rated and harder movies, and then they ended up selling Miramax um, to another production company just because they got people like screaming up and down like it can't be produced by disney it's like we're not putting our logo on it we just own the company so uh um Alyssa from chasing amy was a disney princess at one time yep depending on timeline but yeah that was (laughs) it makes sense and i think that's what they were complaining about for the most part you know well stanley was in uh was in mall rats before he made all of his cameos in disney property so there you go that but eh, a little more trivia for you there all right charlie now that we've talked about all that let's get into the movie proper a little bit here let's uh let's kind of break it down into a few phases so the the movie itself as a quick overview like we've Mm -hmm. talked about is about the youth of 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 earth it's not america it's not canada it's earth basically as one unified government for the most part yeah um and essentially uh, Earth gets attacked by bugs, outer space intergalactic bugs. They shoot, um, you know, well, we were already military against them. It was already a big military complex anyway. Oh, but uh, to the the actual reason the bugs are mad at us was because of uh, base Ticonderoga that right. was uh, settled by Mormons who went over there. And it's in the movie. Uh, yeah, it was, more, it was, uh, settlers at Ticonderoga, uh, cause that's the, uh, um, oh, they, they named one of the, one of the bases was named after, uh, the Mormon guy. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Four, uh, um, I can't John Smith. It. Was it Smith? Yeah. It might've been John Smith. Yeah. I can't remember now, but anyway, yeah, they talked <laughs> about, yeah, it was, it was religious settlers basically yep. that went into their quarantine zone. And the bugs were like, and they the bugs killed them. them all and you know, basically <laughs> retaliated. So we yeah. weren't at war at the very beginning of the movie. We were right. just, they were aware of us. We were aware of them. Tensions were high. Um, you know, we had a military that was ready if something was to go. You mean the human species just sucked their nose where they didn't belong and started pushing with their military might? Now, once that again, one happens. of yeah, one of Verhoven's you know subtle, uh, yeah, it's kind of our fault we did it, you know. Yeah, exactly. And there was a part on that that you brought up about being worldwide that some people have speculated that it was still like separate countries. But if you pay attention to when um, uh, Rico and Diz are talking about their future, and mm-hmm. he goes, "Well, you're probably going to play for," and I can't remember the first one he said. She goes, yeah, or unless Turkey lets me start. And I'm sitting there going, oh, that's a nice little nod to being, it's pretty much a global type community now. Yeah, like it's it's a one one nation kind of situation. Countries are more states kind of thing almost, yeah. 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 So these kids, they finish up high school, and what are you going to do with your career? Some want to go to the military for various reasons that they talk about. And Rico ends up going so he could be close to Carmen. 
and has a big fight with his parents, gets thrown out of the house or whatever. And while they're in basic training, that's when their hometown of, your, of, of Buenos Aires gets hit by a meteorite. Bug meteorites. The bugs <laughs> shot at them from outer space and it destroyed uh, Buenos Aires. And so now we go after the bugs at that point. And it's the story of what happens basically with Rico mostly and then tertiary uh, Denise Richards character, Carmen. And then we see Carl rope back into it as well. Cause they were all, and then Diz, they were all friends from the same school yeah. and we, we see them kind of all rope together as, as it goes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the quick real skinny of what starship troopers is about. Let's start with, let's start with basic training. Let's start, well, let's start with their, when they're in school. Cause that makes a difference. Okay. They well, had I'll, an instructor. Go ahead. And you talk well, about was, the instructor that they had. Well, let's do the instructor, but I was just going to bring up one quick thing. Yeah, yeah. This is also one of those movies that started with the action. The very first thing you see is the battle midway in the movie, but you don't realize that yet. Yep. Yeah. Media so res. Yep. You're kind of introduced through a news camera with a report and you can't see everything. Like there's just passing by of a bug that you don't really know what you're looking at right away. Uh, soldiers running and screaming uh rico running past the uh camera after the the uh newscaster disappears from camera we see it later more graphically what happens to him but we're started out with that and talk about hooking you as soon as you start a movie yeah it starts off on a dark nighttime planetary landing against bugs yeah no it's (laughs) you're just like this is we we've had the we had this conversation the other day in the group about how trailers sometimes kill the magic of a movie. Like you wish you could go back in time and watch a movie without ever seeing the trailer to see it how the filmmakers intended to surprise you with things. So not seeing the bugs right away at the beginning would have saved you that shock moment of when they first appear and rip someone in half. You know, right. I wish we could do that, but I, like we were talking about, I'm addicted to trailers. I try not to watch them, but, um, you know, how do you going to gain interest, you know, in a movie without a trailer till you see a good one and go, man, I wish I hadn't watched that. Or man, I wish I hadn't watched that special making of on HBO, you know, like they used to show back in the day in the nineties. Um, those little first looks they would run every once in a while for the big blockbusters. But anyway, I digress. Let's go back into school. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, the big thing, the big takeaway, I think from the school segment is their one instructor. So do you want to talk about their instructor in school? Michael Ironside, Ratchak. Yes. He is the man. First got to say one of my favorite actors. I love him and everything he does. Yeah. Now this might be blasphemy for your all show. And I apologize ahead of time, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is not one of my favorite actors. Um, I love a lot of his not movies. Blasphemy. Okay, no, good. He, he's not a great actor. He, he, no, he cannot act at all. I, he, my favorite he, movie he, with him. He's iconic in things, but he's not a great actor. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like my favorite role for Schwarzenegger, and I'll wrap back to Michael Ironside, is um, the first Terminator, because he has the least lines, and he's great in that movie. But that's why I like Total Recall so much, is because of Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside plays the best villain. But yeah. this time around, we could see him as a 
leader role and hero because he goes on from being in the instructor later to be, you know, it's his roughnecks, the rat jacks wrote that next. And, um, he's also because he leads and pushes patriotism to Rico and the rest of the students. He's pivotal. I think in the beginning of the film, because he's trying to teach Rico what it means to become a citizen and why it's worth it. Where Rico just wants to join cause Carmen and it's not until he goes and meets back up with rat Jack that he realizes and starts to learn who he is and what it means and the worth of being a citizen. Um, Ironside's my favorite character in the movie. Oh, he's the yeah. the whole thing with him. One of my favorite parts with Radchek and Rico is when Rico asks him for advice when he's just about made the decision to go and they're at the dance and he's talking to Radchek about, I think I'm going to serve. And Radchek's like, excellent. Go see what you're made of. And Rico goes, well, what would you do in my position, sir? And he's like, the only freedom anyone actually has is to make a decision on your own. It's, it's right. You know, that's yep. paraphrasing, but you know, to own, to be able to make your own decision is the only freedom a person really has. And I was like, man, that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, he has the best lines know, in the movie. Oh, hundred yeah. percent has the best yeah. lines in the movie. The absolute best thing about Ironside in this movie, I think is that fact that you, like you said, He's got one arm while he's an instructor. We don't know why he's only got the one arm. Oh, yeah. It you, never, you it no never, idea. never filters into it. And he's talking about, like you said, like civics. And he's talking about, like, what is a citizen? Why do you be a citizen? What's this? What's that? What's X, Y, Z? And he talks to Rico at, like, the, the, the prom dance, basically. And he's like, hey, man, make your own decision. Good for you. Make your decision. Get out there. Do what you got to do. He doesn't come flat out and just be like, you got to be a soldier because obviously he was yeah he's not and yeah we don't see any of this for like what half the movie you know a little over at half least, the movie at least two-thirds before yeah uh, and then all of a sudden we realize person. we realize the lieutenant the leader of the roughnecks is Rochek, and he, he's got a cybernetic arm now and we're like oh he lost that arm serving all the, the best part is the oh, whole so lead up good. to that is oh so good everyone they say officer on deck and they kind of part the waves. Yeah. And then it's a, a rear shot. So it starts at the arm that's robotic. Well, we've mm-hmm. already seen a robotic arm on the, uh, the intake yeah. officer when they're turning yep. in the paperwork. Um, so we're not shocked by that. We're not putting that piece together and it pans up to his head. You're still kind of like, okay. And then it turns to his face and it's just like the audience gets this realization of, it's the teacher it's rad check and then it pans to rico and diz and the realization on their faces because they look up and off to the side and it's like well that's that's rad check yeah holy, holy hell holy that's crap. yeah yeah that's him and you know me and dan were actually talking about this whole segment before uh, we started recording and it's one of my favorites is the way that they bounce off each other that rad check the first few times i watched this movie I almost felt like Radchek didn't recognize him at first and that it didn't really key until later when Rico blows up the tank bug with the grenade when he's like, where'd you learn how to do that soldier? And he's like, don't you remember I was captain of the football team? And, you know, you see Radchek kind of go, oh, yeah, and 
almost smile, almost. But Dan even pointed out, he goes, he recognized him, but he's basically in military mode. It's, I know who you are, but I am not the teacher you remember. Yeah, and, and he doesn't want to yeah. show attachment to them either because, True. you know, I mean, uh, mobile infantry, they go down in droves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it just shows the different things you can pick up however many times you watch this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sludge has already brought up Total Recall. We should bring up the fact that this is kind of like a little mini reunion for Total Recall in this movie. Not only do we have Paul Verhoeven as director, Michael Ironside, but we yep. also have Dean Norris, yep, who is um, pull his name up. He is just called commanding officer from the boot camp. He was Tony in Total Recall, one of the mutants at the uh, House of Ill Repute. We'll call it. He kind of had the scar-looking thing that went across his face and gets in Arnold's uh, face at the beginning, trying to start the fight. And then the next one is Marshall Bell who is the general that's hiding in the lockers when they go to the bug planet. And he's actually Quato, the guy yep. that's carrying around Quato on his chest. So mm-hmm. a nice little total recall reunion in this movie. Uh, you want to talk, you were talking about the roughneck scene here. I will play a drop for you. Attention on deck. For you new people, I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. If you don't do your job, I'll shoot you. You get me. We get you, sir! Welcome to the Roughnecks. Ratchets, Roughnecks! <gasps> At ease. Love that whole, that, and that's that whole... He has the best lines. Scene. Best lines. And that's, that's the whole walk-up scene to his reveal. Yeah, he's he's there and i think it's also how he says his line and the lead up to it that made me think like does he realize who rico because that the one thing that's kind of weird in this movie unless you pay attention is the progression of time you don't know has it been months has it been years yeah you weeks know. or whatever because yeah because when he they when rico and, and uh, rico's the squad that all right so rico's squad goes on to glendathu big k they call it yeah and that's what you see at the beginning and they they're on there and the three surviving squad members basically are and uh, diz and ace who's jake Busey. Jake yeah, Busey. If, if you didn't think uh gary Busey looked uh, weird enough look at jake Busey. <laughs> yeah. and then well i didn't make him and rico so <laughs> you got those three cats and they're the only ones that, so they get reassigned to the well, roughnecks they're, they're, well they're out of boot so that's like your yeah. first instance that okay they've made it through boot camp so yeah however long that would be what eight months sometimes well i i would assume they probably rush them through when war was declared but now that's yeah. true too because so you just don't know that was but right wait, in the wait. middle of like their boot camp a boot. He, so yeah he just became squad leader yeah. um when uh when dude got shot in the head yeah, yep. old Rube Baker from uh, Major League Two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, but when they're talking to the Roughnecks, they're like, "You guys see much action?" And they start listing off 
you know, combat after combat after yeah. combat after combat. So it's like, even though you've just seen Rico only make one combat drop and now he's with the roughnecks, the roughnecks have been on multiple combat drops. So how long has this military action gone from the time that the bugs hit us and Rico went, presumably went off to war yeah. to now he's with the roughnecks at this point. We, we don't know. There's no, no. like you said, definite time because frame there. there's small things that that nag at you again. I've watched this so many times. Well, Xander, which is the, the third part of the love triangle with Rico and Carmen, that guy's, Xander, a yam, that, that guy's yeah. a yam bag. He's a yam yeah. bag. So <laughs> yeah. he was like on the rival football team for the big game. Uh, him and Rico kind of get into it a little bit. Well, he's going off to fleet at the end of the game. So as he tells Carmen, that's where I'm going. Well, then all of a sudden he's like the assistant instructor of her when she gets assigned to the Roger. And that's got to take time. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's so such it's like, a weird thing. What is that time progression? That that it, I don't it, I don't think it's answerable. I don't even think if you asked if we asked um, Verhoeven, he'd be like, "You guys are reading way too much into this man." Yeah, he's, like, he's like, he's just, just watch it, just watch but it. You know, there is a time progression going on of some point. You know, like it's, you said, there's battles that are happening everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. the Zegama Beach gets completely destroyed, and that's like yep. the place that rico's always wanted to visit he's like it's not there anymore yeah it's it's gone sugar says it's gone um i I do want to backtrack real quick to basic because diz instead of going to play ball she shows up in the military too but um regardless of that their instructor instructor zim yes love me some zim man okay uh uh zim is played by clancy brown also known as Mr. Krabs. Also known and as the Kurgan. The yep. Kurgan as well, yes. So Clancy, he he has a unique style of training. Mm-hmm. And uh Ace or Jake Busey's talking, they're trying to throw they're throwing knives. And he's like, I don't he can't throw a knife and it bounces. And he goes, I don't get it. He goes, What good is a knife in a nuke fight? And he makes him put his hand on the wall and he hits him in the hand with a knife and I'll play the drop for you real quick. And you kind of get the idea of how Zim operates. The enemy cannot push a button. If you disable his hand. I mean, you know, very kind of, I mean, obviously, he's a softer Arlie Hermy, (laughs) (laughs) but the mentality is kind of the same. It's like, hey, you have a stupid question. Here is a very direct answer that you will remember. And it, you know, and medical technology has progressed to the point where they can, you know, fix you up real quick. No big deal. You know, Arlie Hermy makes uh, a cameo in this, don't you? Does he now? And where would that be? I missed that one. As a voiceover at boot camp. Uh, right when I think the attack first happened at war starts, uh-huh. uh, it's Arlie Ermy's voice over one of the PA announcements. Huh. It's, it's in the trivia. Out, yeah. Oh, that's uh, cool. I'm going to go back and listen for that. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely something I want to check out. But little things. I don't care how many times you watch a movie. 
you're going to find something new every yeah. time. And Zim, of course, whenever someone gets hurt. Medic! I was going to say, you got to hit the button. Medic. Hit the button. That's it. <laughs> Medic! <laughs> All right, let you know. Let's take a quick break, real quick. Here we're almost about an hourish. Let's take a quick break. I think this is going to be the longest episode so far. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more about Starship Troopers. And uh, I'm I got a question for Sludge when we get back. Hey everyone, me again. I just wanted to let you know real quick that I also co-host another podcast, a weekly podcast called the NOCA News Network. I'm Ricky. I also co-host the NOCA News Network podcast with you, Dan. I know you snuck in here on this one, didn't you? Yes, I did. Everyone, we appreciate everybody listening to Give Me Back My Action Movies, obviously, but if you'd like to listen to news that no one cares about, then check us out at NOCA News Network. Ricky, where can they find us? We're on Spotify, we're on uh, Apple Music, we're or, or iTunes Podcasts, however that Whatever works. it's called. However that works. And you can check us out on Facebook as well, and you can always email us over at newsroom at nokanews.com, and uh, check us out over there. We're having that's, a good time, Ricky. That's true. We're posting the podcast to our YouTube channel, too, so if you'd rather watch it that way, it's over there. Just search Noka News Network. And, and enjoy the news that no one cares about. It's a good time. I promise. All right, everyone, welcome back to Give Me Back My Action Movies. Of course, we're talking Starship Troopers with our good buddy Sludge. Sludge, I got What's a question up? for you. Oh, uh, hit me with it. No, nothing's up. So <laughs> I got a question for you here. With Starship Troopers, and we know you're the monster guy. Yes. What is your take on the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five different types of bugs that we see in this movie? My take. I think it's, the, I think it's five, right? We got the, the arachnid warrior, the tanker, the flight, the brain bug, and then the little bugs that carry the brain bug out. Yeah, the sand diggers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think five, right? Yeah, yeah. there's uh, five. The, in this movie. There's yes, five. in this one, yes. Yeah. A uh, quick take one. Yeah, I think you're right. Alec Gillis and his crew, of course, did the special effects for the bugs in this. I'm a big, big fan of them. Um, everything they touch is pretty much gold, in my opinion. What are Especially some of the other lights. things that? What's some of the other things they've done? Well, Alec and them have worked on Predator movies. They've worked on Pumpkinhead, um, Pumpkinhead, sorry, um, Congo. Uh, what's that movie? Evolution. Um, okay. You know, all the comedy one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know which one yeah, you're talking the, about. Yeah. By the way, that movie was dog shit. <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. It was not that good. <laughs> no, it had some funny moments, but uh, yeah, yeah, not that great. Um, so practical effects, they're awesome. Love, love what the, everything they do. Uh, everything they do. The bugs, the warriors are amazing. The sand diggers are kind of pointless. The flyers made me think of the ass blasters from Tremors. The tankers yep. are awesome. That's Kaiju yep. level awesome. Yeah. The brain bug, and it's maybe they do more in the sequels. I didn't get enough of. Like it was, it was nasty, and how brief it was in the movie made it seem pointless, but not pointless at the same time. If that makes sense. Um, 
do you, how, what do you think about the design? Because if you've listened to these episodes, you know my mind kind of like a butthole, right? It was a butthole bug, right? <laughs> yeah, that's all he did. Well, there's another yeah. bug. There's another bug. The there ones is, that are you. launching the plasma into space. Oh, the ba- that's right. The batteries, the big firefly. Oh, that's, shoot them up. that's right. Yep. Shoot yep. out their butt. So there are six. Uh, there's, there's a lot a bu- of butt imagery are, in this. I remember, I remember butt bugs, too. Yeah. Blasters from Tremors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you got Casper Van Dien's butt. You got these butt um, bugs. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead about your bugs. Uh, I again, I love, love, love the Arachnid soldiers. Yeah, they're the best. I, of the I movie. think those are so iconic. Like if if they would ever reboot Starship Troopers, which I'm not against because I love Starship Troopers. Give me more of it, but give me good versions of it, please. I don't right. want them to. I don't want them to change the bugs. No, I, I'm with it 100. I don't want it to change any of the bugs. The designs on this are great. The yeah, the warriors are the best. They're my favorite. They look nasty. They look look like they can rip you apart. They do rip you apart. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely yeah. awesome. Um, the best design of all the bugs of all six bugs in the movie, um, and all the rest of them have a butthole summer. Yeah, <laughs> everything else. Yeah, everything else. There's a butthole involved. Uh, yeah, I I think the bugs. There's such a real feel to this movie too. I love the uniforms, the gear which we've seen in other things. Charlie and I were talking uh, Power Rangers and Firefly. We've seen it recycled a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, they've reused mm-hmm. the outfits for this movie quite a bit. What you got to think? Yeah. There's so many was made for yeah. this movie. It's going to get recycled into a lot of lower right. budget type scenarios um before we get too far off the bugs i think one of the things that i appreciated the most about especially a movie in 97 was they still had some practical effect bugs and the cg bugs which were done by phil tippett Um, and the cg was good it still holds up to this day we were just talking about that this other than maybe some slight compositing where thing you can tell something's been layered a few times yeah, but it's 97. Yeah, there's a whole segment. This was funny. I was listening to Verhoeven talk about it. When Rico blows the hole in the back of the tanker bug to drop the grenade, he sits there and goes, real Rico, composite, real Rico, composite. And he goes <laughs> really? through each thing because that's how they blended it. So yeah. anytime it was a close-up, that's Rico. If it was a bit further shot, that was CG. And he was just like, he goes, that's how many different layers there was. There's CG, there's live, there's CG, there's live. Over and over again, for one scene for him to blow up the bug. Um, right. And that's why the budget was so much. <laughs> they, they did a exactly. lot of, you know. While they didn't know, I mean, make money on it, I am appreciative they put that kind of money into this. I mean, I really, really, I really am too. I mean, when you talk about compositing like that, I mean, you've got you know you've got the spinners the the, the iconic spinner scene in uh blade runner mm-hmm. that has been multi passed 150 times to make it look amazing not everything can do that obviously and but starship troopers i think talking about the bug design one of the reasons the digital version worked so well especially in the uh Rachnid soldiers is a lot of their their carapace, their shell and stuff was a matte finish. It was flat. They didn't have to try to mirror um, uh, reflection and 
right. glint here and glint there type of thing. They were smart. I, I would like to think that they thought that out in character well, design and went, well, it's easier to make flat things look real than it is shiny, you know, carapaces and, and such like that. I would think. Yeah. They were talking like there's there's two main shots that they said was the most difficult and it was both at the uh the fort where the outpost. Yeah. The outpost. When they look over the wall and they see the thousands of arachnids coming. They were like that was six months of CG oh, sure. work. Just sure. to get that transfer from computer to film. That's what took it was, you know, the compressing and getting everything transferred. And then when the ship took off the rescue ship and you get that even broader view of all of the alien bugs rushing in onto the the outpost again, months and months and thousands of hours right? for Mm -hmm. one, two scenes that were 10, 15 seconds long. You know, I'm sure they filmed longer ones. Oh, sure. And yeah. there's a special effects. I'll I'll talk about it here in a little bit. But they they uh they potentially still such hold a, a record. It was and but those two shots were so very important to show the overwhelming. You know, uh, uh, Carl even says at one point, "It's numbers. They have more than us." Yeah, you know, yeah. we can't we can't stand person to person against them, and it just shows that. That was their planet. That shows the importance of the brain bug that was there and such is that that was, it was an overwhelming enemy force type of thing. So that, uh, uh, you know, I I love that. Uh, Again, um, if you haven't seen the movie, sorry, we, I guess we're probably ruining things for you, but uh, in that movie, man, you should have seen it by now. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you that movie, that, that particular scene though, that segment is very important because not only um, do we lose Michael Ironside, medic. Uh, he, well, if the medic was there, he probably would have been okay. Uh, well, he gets ripped in half. <laughs> you can't. You ain't gonna save him. Well, he rips in half, and Rico has to shoot him. And he has to shoot him because yeah, he looks at Rico and he was like, "You know what to do," and yet he, you know, shoots him because that's what he would have wanted. And or, he even what says he wanted. It, he told him yeah, to do it. Yeah, he yeah, he's yeah. He, and he says early in the film when one of their guys got captured, he shoots him. He goes, I'd want any of you to do the same for me. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, th- not, not only does that happen, but also Diz essentially gets killed in that, in that, that, in that, that same passage place, yeah. of time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So once they get back up to, um, the ship, which is the Roger young still at that point, I yeah, believe. they're still on the Roger young. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they're on the Roger Young and they do the funeral for Diz, Carl shows back up and uh, Carmen's there, even though it's not, she's not, she's, she's fleet. She's different than mobile infantry, but because they're all high school friends, I'm sure that's why she's there type of thing or whatever. It's a deleted scene. Is it? Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. see the three friends are back together one way or the other. Carl Mm -hmm. comes in and talks to him about it. And another one of my favorite lines from the movie is in this, this portion here where he's talking to him about, and again, we talked about he's in command. He's, he's intelligence. You know, he makes command decisions to send all these people off to their deaths because that's what you need to do to win the the war. Um, so, okay. I'll have to backtrack real quick. When Michael Ironside, when he kills the, when, when Kiss Randing kills the big bug, um, he does that. And, and, and Michael Ironside respects it. 
and goes, okay, I need a new corporal. And he has this line with him. I hear they need a new lieutenant. Want the nope. job? Wrong line. Okay. Uh-huh. They, they do this one. Rico. Sir. I need a corporal. You're it until you're dead. Or till I find somebody better. You know, again, Michael Ironside, the best line. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then, so when Michael Ironside dies, this is Carl talking to them. I hear they need a new lieutenant. Want the job? I'll take it. Until I get killed or you find someone better. Yeah. Another fabulous line, which, by the way, side note, if you're ever offered a job from a company (laughs) and this offer is to replace the existing supervisor of the department that you work in, and you know the call is coming eventually, and you get the call from the um, district manager, probably, let's just say, and the guy offers you the job, and your response is, I'll take the job till I die or you find someone better. Not many corporate people understand that reference, nor do they find it amusing. I'm guessing. <laughs> Is that your giant eagle days? That was my giant eagle days. That was your giant eagle days, I remember, sir. Yeah, that guy didn't find it amusing, but I took the job. He didn't get the reference. I Uh, want to bring up one thing because this. Did any of you pick up on Carl how he looks differently? Yes. The progression of the movie every time. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Now, I have no answer for this. And it was actually one of the things I was watching to see if maybe Verhoeven talked about it because it seems deliberate. Oh, absolutely. He goes bright eyed, bushy tailed teenager going into the military. He's in one of the commercials, the propaganda films showing how to kill a bug. Then you see him in this and his eyes are blackened, sunken and sunk. Yep. Even like to his cheekbones, his jawline. Um, Here's my theory on it to uh, two front a, the stress of knowing what's going on and making the decision. Like he says, mm-hmm. I send thousands of you to the, to your deaths every day. And Rico says, that's what mobile infantry is good for, you know? So the stress of knowing that he's doing that, I think is wearing on him. Like if you look at us presidents, they come into the office looking one way, they leave looking completely different. Oh, hundred percent. And so I think just the stress of that, plus he's a psychic, him using his psychic abilities over this amount of time as well, as much as he's been using them, you would assume. Okay. I think also really is draining on them you know, as well. So I think that's that's how I saw it thing. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would assume. So a little bit of realism, a little bit of psychic, magic you know I, you know i think it's those two reasons let me throw a monkey wrench in that oh god here we go. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Ready? all right go ahead <laughs> so again total speculation they don't talk about it i haven't found anything on it uh-huh. the the end of the movie which we'll get to in a bit but since we're this mm-hmm. this is part of it yeah and he shows up to do the mind meld with the brain bug right he's no longer sunken in face he doesn't have dark circles around his eyes. He no, talks, he looks a lot better off, yeah. He talks to his friends with whom he gave a psychic message to Rico, supposedly, it's classified, uh, which again, another deleted scene that eliminated another line that was important to my theory, um, is because of that connection to true friendship wasn't wearing on him as much you know what i mean it's 
Sure. That makes I don't want to say like healing, but because of that connection with a real like link to his humanity, I guess that that'd be the way to go. Yeah. A yeah, real link to his humanity. Something. He no longer has that look to his face. Um, but I always, I always found that like that had to be important. And yeah, while it's not an actual deleted scene, the deleted scene at the end is Rico goes, that was you in my brain telling me where to right. go. And Doogie go, looks at him, smiles and just kind of like nods. And then Carmen says her line and he looks at her and goes, that's classified. So, so they cut, they cut out the smile and the acknowledgement. The humanity. The Casper Van Deems. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which okay. I think if they had left that would have been more. Well, yeah, he looks better because he reconnected with a friend mentally, you know, psychically. Sure. And it kind of healed him a little bit. My theory, nothing to back it up, but it's just been something I've seen in this movie time and time again of why did they, I mean, he looks skeletal in that whole thing after the, the funeral. Yeah. He and looks the, real bad. Yeah. The ending is not as far as time lineage is not that far away from that particular timeline. Right. Um, and, and the thing too, is that's the ending of this movie. That's not the ending of the story. As we've alluded to, we get, you know, subsequent sequels. Yeah. And so, you know, again, I, I would, I wish we would have gotten good sequels to really kind of wrap up the story. So that's another reason why I kind of want a new, a, a reboot, uh, so that we can get a full story arc. That isn't a problem garbage. is I don't think we could get <laughs> a just, a justifiable movie if it's not Verhoeven. And I only say that because they've tried it twice now and failed both times. It's true. Well, and you can't get anybody to replace Ironside. No, you, you yeah. can't. It's like RoboCop. You can't replace uh, Clarence right. Bodiger. You uh, know. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll make a deal with you then. Don't do Starship Troopers anymore. Just give me Gears of War. Oh, give I me the Gears that. of War movie, yeah. which yeah. they, from what I hear, they are. And uh, from what I hear, Batista. I was gonna say, I think yes. isn't it Batista? Yeah, yeah, which makes sense because he's already in the game. Mm-hmm. So making Marcus Phoenix, so I'm fine with that. Just because it's it's essentially a version of Starship Troopers. Again, this movie carries you know. on later. While yes, we haven't really talked about the parallels of like Aliens, which is very apparent when you watch this movie. Game over, yeah. man. Marines Game fighting over. aliens insurmountable odds so obviously that's where it goes but starship troopers has also continued on you know in other aspects yeah. of people that watched yeah. it and influences okay let me ask you to this question and i'll start with our guest while Har- or, uh, wow, harvey <laughs> dude i'm harvey dude it's been a long week while charlie has a beverage i will start with sludge Let's talk about aliens and starship troopers. And I want you to choose your favorite drop scene. Is it aliens, a bunch of badasses, or is it, uh, I want you to smash anything that moves anything, kill anything with more than two legs. Do you get me? And and, and Um, what is your, what's your say? I'm going to go with starship troopers. Even though I'm a bigger fan of aliens, than I am this. If we're pointing out just the drop scene, yeah, yeah, I'm going to Starship Troopers. 
All right, Charlie. That's a tough one because I love the Starship Troopers, but what kills that one is the guy that's like, remember your training and you'll make it out alive, you will dies. Yeah. Um, so apparently he yeah. didn't remember his training. But that's the uh, great part about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, don't know, I, I love I love aliens, though. I, and, uh, so you're going to pick aliens? I think I'm going to go aliens. All right. I my favorite is Starship Troopers for two reasons. Yes. As much as I we love win. aliens. Well, I'm I love again. I <laughs> I'll hit that button. I love aliens. I love the drill sergeant. I love ah bunch of badass. You know, I love yeah. that. Yeah. But the two things that that push Starship Troopers over the top in this particular segment for me. A the drop craft that they use. It is very a reminiscent of landing craft from World War II. The door drops, they come out, yeah, not yeah. out of hell, ready to go. You know, yeah, I love that. B, they remind me of a toy I had when I was a kid, and for the life of me, I wish I could remember the name of this building system. But you built spaceships, and you had blocks, and you built these ships and stuff. And I had one that had a container that looked like the drop pod container you know how their ships look like they latch onto the drop pods they look like shipping containers with wings yeah yeah that's what this i can make that out of these toys it always touched my heart it reminded me of those earlier days and i love the sequence of them coming out of the side of the roger young and dropping and stuff um but the other thing is i know charlie you know and i brought it up before at one time i spent time in the fire service and i was one at one time I helped teach the first level like intake of some of the people we'd get coming in and I would teach them how to put their gear on. Here's how you put your boots and your coat and your this and that and your mask and everything else. And I would always say when we go into the burn room for the first time, remember your training and you will come back alive. And it was, <laughs> it was because of that movie. That's awesome. And so it's, it's one of those things that, you know, so because of that, I always use it. This movie, I will quote in daily life. This is know. our most <laughs> quoted movie since we've known each other. It, it absolutely is. It gets quoted in my house a lot as well. Yeah, I'll walk through the can, house and just constantly go, come on, you apes. You want to live forever? Live forever. My wife's That's like, it. what are you talking about? Constantly. <laughs> it, I can my almost job re- now. repeat this verbatim, line by yeah. line. Yeah. With my job now, what I do, I have to go occasionally go spray for bugs, go spray for wasps and hornets and such. So I told Charlie one day I had to go deal with a giant nest. And he goes, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to grab a can, turn on Starship Troopers on my uh, the music on my headset. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to shoot them because the only good bug is a dead, dead bug. bug. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Starship yeah. Troopers, man, love it. Love it. One thing I do want to talk about real quick, I want to play. This shows, again, as they go through the mission, they get the bug, they get the brain bug, you do the meld and everything else, and it was captured by Zim because their instructor got busted down to private so he could go actually to war. Yep. So he helps capture the brain bug. But in the process of all this, this shows you a a quick snippet of Rico supposedly being a kid out of high school to growing up to being a man. So I'm going to play this bit for you, which again, you've heard once before, but this is when he met Rychek and the Rychek's Roughnecks. Attention on deck. (laughs) 
This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. If you don't do your job, I'll shoot you. You get me. We get you, sir! Welcome to the Roughnecks. Ratchets, Roughnecks! <laughs> At ease. All right, and they were the only three that went to the Roughnecks because their last unit got decimated. After they get the brain bug on planet P, the only ones that are still around basically are, you know, before, well, actually it's before they get, you know, they have to get reinforced and they're some of the last ones around again. So now Rico's in charge of the roughnecks. All right. So that's, that's right. Checks roughnecks. And I messed up the drops. I can't play it, but Rico, eventually they get re uh, reinforced and he's, comes out there and you get all these fresh faced kids and he goes, all right, this is for you new people out there. We only have one rule. Everyone fights. Nobody quits. If you quit, I'll kill you. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he has a version of the same thing. And then they go, he goes, welcome to the roughnecks. And the guys in the back are like Rico's roughnecks, yeah, you know? Sugar. So now sugar. sugar yeah. He Rico's roughnecks. And names it Rico. Yep. So it's like he's now earned that spot. The Roughnecks now are Ricos, but he still kept the same vibe and teaching of of Rychecks. And it's, you know, I absolutely love that part. It's so good. Uh, it just, it I don't know, it encompasses it to me. It, I like the really... part with uh, him and Ace when they first walk up there and he goes, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a bunch of kids, like they're right out of boot. And Rico looks at Ace and goes, we're the old men now. You know, so it's like, you know, they've, they've taken their place. And again, yep. it's a whole time progression. I mean, how fast are things happening that literally some of those kids in that scene look like they're about 16, 17 at most. Yeah. Um, very young, fresh faced, ready to go. Yeah. Um, and we don't talk much about Ace in this movie, but did you guys, we'll talk about here in a little bit where they kind of do the whole ending thing where they talk about where everyone's kind of ended up with, yep. you know, Lieutenant Rico, that Ace is still private Ace at the end of the movie. Like yep. Rico's jumped that, I, like four ranks yeah. and Ace is still private well, Ace. You remember, you remember like in boot, he tries to be squad leader and messes it up. So well, he freezes he, in he, battle is what yeah, happened. And, and he even offers it to him. He goes, Hey, do you want to be my, my corporal? And he goes, nah, I've tried that. I just, I'm just here to fight, man. You know, yeah, I'm just here to a, kill bugs. he's just, he's a good loyal soldier, you know, type thing. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, sludge. So if you had to, I mean, obviously your answer is going to be a Michael Irons. So I already know, but if you had to pick <laughs> yeah. a tertiary character from this movie, that's that not you would Michael like, Ironside. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let me even pick this one. <laughs> To get their own, and this is because now Disney does this for us, get their own story, their own prequel or sequel or whatever. You know, He-Man just, or the Master of the Universe just did that for us with right. other characters. Do you want a Michael, do you want a Rychek It would totally be Rychek. Yeah, totally my line. That's kind of my answer now, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let, me ask, let, me, let me rephrase it. Do you want Rychek and why do you want him? <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Ironside definitely I mean that's why I want him but we can't get it now because of his age right. but to see how he lost his arm in the first place what yeah. took him to, to teaching those kids I mean that his his past what made him 
who he was because sure. to me he is the most interesting character in the movie yeah. by a oh, long 100%. shot. Yeah. 100%. Well, okay. Well, well, here's a pitch to you then. How about we do, he's older now after the wars and he's recounting his days in the military and some type of a training situation. And then we get throwback. Every episode now is a throwback, but Michael Ironside can be at the beginning of the episode talking about it. And then the whole episode is throwback. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. That's okay. Perfect. Well, okay. All right. That's kind of like what type- maybe doing with the new Die Hard, I believe. But, uh, right. So yeah. go ahead and type that up and just send that off to Hollywood for us. I'll get it made. It'll be, yeah, it'll be on two it's, years. It's funny. You know, you talk about my, the way Michael Ironside looks. He was in uh, Nobody, the new movie, yep. the Bob Odenkirk. Great. Movie. And they allude to him being military. Your grandpa's seen some action and you can do <laughs> nothing but think about him and Starship Troopers because sure. that's really been the only military role he's kind of played that saw action. But I was like, yeah, he killed a bunch of bugs in Clendathu and all this other stuff. I'd watch that. Oh, man, I wish we could do a fan film and, and do the, the I have history so of many fan film ideas in my head. Uh, like, I, I fixed Terminator Genesis in my brain. Yeah, um, here's, how you, here's how you fix it. Exactly. <laughs> <That's laughs> because... Is there a way to fix Genesis? But uh, Yep, there uh, is, and I'll have to tell you one day because it'll take a little while. Flamethrower. Uh, all right. Uh, you know, I, I've kind of run Dark out of... Genesis, Dark Fate. Dark I'm sorry. Fate. I can fix Dark Fate. Yeah, okay. well, Genesis no is else. no good to us anymore. No. Yeah, well, no one else could. All right, guys, uh we're about an hour and 20 into this one. Yeah, we're on, we're on the down, we're on the downhill slide. We're on the downhill slide for sure. We're on the downhill slide. I got going. Wait, wait, first of all, I got to edit it. So that's why we're on the downhill slide. <laughs> oh <my> but, <laughs> but what I'm I guess I'm getting to the point to like Sludge, you start off first. What is your absolute favorite part of this movie? Man, do I have to pick one? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. You can, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What is, okay, let's do it this way. What's your favorite scene? And what's your favorite takeaway from this movie as far as it can be, um, it could be the uh, the ship design. It could be the bug design. Oh, it could be this. It could be that. I got a better be, whatever. way. Whatever. Okay. I got a better way to put this question. Okay. All right. Go ahead. You have one scene to show someone that's never seen this movie. What scene do you show them to get them to watch Starship Troopers? The outpost scene from the moment Michael Ironside says, "Come on, you apes! You want to live forever?" Up until. Casper Van Dien, after Ratchet dies, uh, Diz dies, and Van Dien says, M.I. does the flying, or no, M.I. does dine, and Fleet was it? Does Fleet does the flying. Yes, that line, yep. Yep, Fleet does the flying. That scene right the there yep. is the whole movie. Uh, you yeah. know, dang, man, I, now I don't have an answer because that pretty much is, that's the best entire sequence it's multiple scenes yeah, yeah but, but one full sequence beginning to end from the outpost is a little bit of everything from the movie and matter of fact you get most of the main characters in that you don't get yeah. zim yeah and you don't get carl uh, you don't get uh carl yeah that's it you, yeah you don't get carl those are the only two you get diz rico ace Radcheck. Xander, uh, Xander, Carmen, uh, Sugar, all those yep. are completely in. You get three Man, of the bugs. 
Dude, the look on the look on Michael Ironside's face too when he looks over and sees them all and he just goes, uh, you know, he's got that look on his face like, this is gonna taste like crap. All right, boys, let's go to work, you know, kind of thing. I I love I love where he wanted to shoot that. the general because he was like sniveling <laughs> yeah, and crying. And he racks a, a round into his gun, like, all right, I've had enough of this guy. I yeah, was like, this yeah, is yeah. great. He's like, I'm gonna take him out and get away with it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> No, who's oh, gonna man, know? So good. Who's gonna tell yeah. on Rad Check? <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, Nobody. he's he's he is the he is the what you would expect like the John Wayne character to be in this movie. He oh, is yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Every you know. bit of it, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, oh, well, Sludge took my answer, so that, that's what I would answer. That my way. bad. Yeah, I'm gonna no, go with that good. one. We're all good. good. I don't think there's any better sequence. I mean, even the boot camp, while it's great you don't get the action with the bugs and everything to hook somebody in this movie like that. And yeah, you get guys heads lopped off and everything. Other other than the two deaths, you're not really spoiling like the movie at all. Like watch this segment and tell me you don't want to see the beginning and the end of this. You want to see it all. You want to see it all. You want to see every bit of it. Um, Yeah. I love this movie. All right. Okay. I got another question for you. We'll start with, with Sludge. What is your favorite line of the movie? And yes, one. You get one this time. We already, Charlie already bailed you out last time. You get one. one hands down. I think I've said it maybe twice now. Come on, you apes. You want to live forever? I love that's, that. That gets me jonesed every time I, I hear it. Even at the end. Like, I don't think it could have ended any better with oh, no, Rico yeah. picking the line up. Charlie? Do you want to know more? I use, <laughs> I use that more than I do anything. Would you like to know more? I I can't hear that and not think of this movie. Like straight up, that is this movie in my brain. Well, I, that is iconic because when we when I was watching it the other day, once those videos started before they ever ended, in my head I was going, "Would you like to know more?" The t- the title sequence on the DVD to do the menu, they play through, and then when they finish a little segment, it goes, would you like to know more? And then it'll play another one, and it'll go, would you like to know more? And then it's like, hit the play button. But that right there is, there's a meme on, we've used the GIF on Facebook a lot of the would you like to know more gif and it's Casper Van Deen, but he's shaking. It's just that look of his face with the helmet on. And at (laughs) the bottom, it says the desire to know more intensifies. I was like, I love that (laughs) every time it's the greatest. That's a good one. See, I I totally went left field on you guys. You were Dan, what about you? What's your favorite? Yeah. (laughs) There's, there was one I was thinking about earlier in in the episode. And and again, I'll circle back to the beginning. I can't remember. Uh, so, (laughs) Uh, probably, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably, uh, oh man, they are really good lines. Um, So many good lines. Let's, uh, let's go with, um, I I'll go with uh, you remember your training and you will come back alive because I used it so much. Yeah. That's one Uh, that you've actually used in real life. I think that's a big thing is if you use one of these lines, it sticks with you longer. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. We do repeat um, the, you cannot push a button if you disable the you know, hand. You know, you know what? Here it is. Here's, here's my favorite line. I just remembered it. I expect the best and I give the best. There you here's go. the beer. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah. That's, here's the, that's beer. the one. 
here's the entertainment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have the fun. Guy. That's an order. That's that's, that's probably line. that's probably my favorite one. And uh, I've used that multiple multiple times. Is I expect the best, and I give the best. Here's the beer. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a, a really good one. one. Yeah, I mean, there's so many scenes we can't even talk about all of them in a show. I mean, we could. And, and, and then of course, uh, of course, Medic! that's a good. One. <laughs> uh, that that's just that's such a running gag. So, all right, Charlie. Let's speaking of running gags. Um, good luck with this one. Yeah. All right, Charlie. Uh, let's start with the human body count. What he had for me. Okay, I just took a drink because that's how stressful this was. I have not done more research on a body count in my entire life. So, here's the body count: a hundred and twenty-eight bugs. At least. Well, this is. <laughs> verifiable verifiable okay Okay. so that's what i have to preface this so in as far as counted verifiable and i was not going to watch this one again just to sit there and count kills because i'd been there all day there are actually 128 bug kills and 128 human kills (laughs) now i got thinking that's weird but then i started thinking verhoven and would it not be more poetic if the exact amount we lost is exactly the amount the bugs lost, you know, a give and take kind of back and forth. Definitely would be with him. So the actual number, 883,571 death toll. (laughs) That's counting Buenos Aires. Oh yeah. That's counting the drop ships with a guesstimated amount. That's counting the ships that blew up with what they would calculate, what they guesstimated as a running crew on ships oh. the size of the Roger Young. The poor Roger Young is burning up. 883,571 souls, bugs and humans in this movie. That is I a spent trophy of a kill count. Three <laughs> hours researching this because I would get a number and be like that. Someone had a Wikipedia page and they said Zim got his head sucked out by the brain bug. And I'm like, that's not even close to right. Even in a deleted scene that didn't happen. And then Xander. they said that Carl died. I'm like, no, no, no. We're done with this page. On to the next one. Yeah, we're done with that person for sure. So while I like to bring an asterisk into my body counts, this one was stressful. <laughs> you are you, you all right? You all right, little camper? I'm I'm, I'm okay Medic. now because I'm uh, hit it. Medic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a large body count. This might is this might be the biggest one. I don't even know yeah. if there's a Godzilla movie that has that large of a kill count. No, I mean, who who would you think would win, Godzilla or a whole planet full of arachnid? A oh, G Man, all the way. The On planet, a whole planet, 
Well, uh, the amount that they fought during the the scene with uh, oh, the Godzilla. Hands down. He didn't even have to use his breath. Just one stomp, he takes out half of them. Good to go. That's like <laughs> stomping on an anthill. I mean, For him, yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to watch Godzilla movies when I was a kid, and I watched the uh, cartoon, the Godzilla and Godzuki. Oh, the Hanna-Barbera series. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember those. I used to watch those. I used to be really into Godzilla, and then probably somewhere around 16 or... Uh, it was it was probably the Matthew Broderick one that killed it for me. It ruins everything. Uh, it ruined it for everybody. Yeah, and I have not seen a Godzilla movie in probably 25 years. Well, Charlie was talking earlier about trailers. Um, I used to be the same way. I don't want to see a trailer because... It, you know, might ruin the movie. Yeah. Godzilla 98 with Broderick is the sole reason why I watch every trailer possible for a film. Because leading up to that movie, you didn't get much in the trailers. Oh. And when it came out, he, they just screwed us. They were just like, you're going to bend over and take it. We ruined Godzilla. <laughs> but it did exactly what it was designed to, was not give away everything because yeah, no one would have came to the theaters no if it did. i think they knew that after they got done going nobody's gonna watch this what was was let me ask you this question and uh mr zilla was godzilla always female uh, because i no. never i remember that movie there was a lot of eggs and at madison square garden no godzilla actually has never been female ever um even okay. in the 70s films or late 60s uh with Minya. Um, who I, was I chalk ask him about Minya, which yeah. you don't like Minya. We know. Nope. Listen to this yeah. show. I throw him with <laughs> Zilla from the '98. Minya um, can die with '98. Yes, he can. Uh, um, but no, he's never been fe- female. Uh, it's been an asexual creature from the okay. word go. All right, I was curious because, like I said, there were a lot of eggs in that movie, and I was just like, well, all right, I guess. What <laughs> frogs? I guess can. I mean, we learned that in Jurassic Park, so. Uh, all right, Charlie, let's go to the next running gag that we do here and still with no production behind it. Cause I just don't know what to do for this. Hey, sludge <laughs> has already created a, a theme song for his. We got to get right. on the ball. Well, why don't you talk to your buddy, Gerald, get him to call Al and get Al to give us some sound bites. I'm working on that. He did more Instagram right. posts with my, uh, my memes the other day. It was great. Well, there, there you go. We're once. I just get Gerald to do some memes. Some sound I got to change the whole thing to the Gerald scale, though. Well, we'll do something. All right. Let's do the rating system, the Al Leong rating system. And we're going to start with our guests like we've done all night tonight because I'm I'm a good host, I guess. The hostess with the mostest. I appreciate that. Well, I'm, I'm soft and cream filled like a hostess, basically. <laughs> I guess the kind of spongy over Did here. Did you eat dinner? I, I did earlier, yes. Okay. Uh, it was leftovers. It was delicious. So, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Sludge, <laughs> please give us your Aliong rating of Starship Troopers. Oh, man. Or, or in your case, because you're here, you can give us Zillas. Stomps. There's stomps. 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 I'll, do, stomps. Hey, I'll do Ali Yong's. I love Ali Yong as much as you guys. What? The dude. Who would win in a fight between Godzilla and Ali Yong? Oh. I, I always I, dies in this movie, man. Come on. Yeah, he does. Like, <laughs> I would. I mean, Godzilla would win, but I might be rooting for Al in that one a little yeah. bit. I think uh, he right? only survived Double Dragon. I'm pretty sure that's one of the only movies he survived through the end. 
Yeah, he deserved to survive that film (laughs) as it was. Uh, Allianz, man, I'm gonna have to go. Man, it's tough. Um, Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dang, (laughs) I'm going to have to go. Realistically, I'm going to go four. Four Allianz. Wow. Four Allianz. All right. It's not not a perfect movie. Because those who listen to my show, the the, the Monster Race Top Down, I tend to break a lot down. Um, But the entertainment level of this movie is so high. The cast is so awesome. Um, There's so many great things. But there are a few things when it comes to the actual film editing, um, some of the computer special effects, just little things that I can't quite because I put Alien as a five, and so I cannot put Starship Troopers Alien, there. Alien or Aliens? Both of those would, uh, are fives. Would be would both be fives? Yeah. Okay. Even though they're both completely different movies. Oh, very, very different genre, different everything. They both were. That's one of the few movies uh, pairings that I could say, you know, because a lot of times the sequel is not as good as the, the main or whatever. Those two, though, it's a toss up. You can't pick. you can't decide which one's better. It, it depends. Do you want more of a straight up horror survival or do you want a horror survival with a little more comedy and a little more action? Uh, it, it, it's yep. it's it's really hard. Yeah, I dare anybody to find a fault in either film because I have not. That's why they get fives. Then that's why Starship Troopers, I give a four because I love it. It's amazing, but there are a few faults in it. Okay. Charlie? Mm. Um, This movie is a prime example why we need to rethink our five rating. I agree. I think we need to almost go to ten. I think there's, there's not enough wiggle room in this. Yeah, because of that. Because, like, like for me, I'll go now. Then it's not a five to me. But if we went to tens, it would be like an eight and a half. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's 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 not a five, but it's damn close. You know, it's damn close. Like, you know, I, I, I hit you with a five last week. There's another one out there that I can honestly say is not, it's not a five, but to me, it almost is. That's how Starship Troopers is. Like Sludge was saying, from a film standpoint, it's not a perfect film, but damn, is it entertaining? Damn. Do I have some, some, some attachment and some feels for it? Um, I, I, I love, love, love this movie. But again, like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of elements of it. There's certain, it doesn't drag, but there are certain moments when I go, I don't care. I don't care. And because of that, that's why I'm going to say like four and a half, four, seven, five. Oh, see now, if you, I forgot you guys do halves. I, I'm about to go four and a half. Okay. I'm with Dan. Yeah. We've even spread into quarters because yeah. that's yeah, how I would totally give it a four and a half. That's that. And see, that's why we need to, we need to, we need to go back. We're going to we go into revamp. discussion. We're going to, we're going to, yeah, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Because I'm going to have to go four and a half on this. 
Because, like I said, damned if I'm not entertained watching it. Absolutely. But it's I've not never wanted movie. to turn this off before, ever. If it's yeah, on, no. I'm watching it at all. Man, you guys have given me a lot to think about here. Because in my mind, ask me a week ago, this is a Five Alley Young movie all day long. This is Paul Verhoeven's favorite movie that he has done himself. That speaks a lot. Speaks is a lot. It your, is it your is it your favorite of the Paul Verhoeven movies? That is. This may ten. make or break our friendship, Charlie. Just a forewarning: your answer coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Better get that medic the, button ready. Do do you do you prefer this? Do you prefer RoboCop or do you prefer Total Recall? That's a difficult question in the same sense that we were just talking about alien versus aliens. RoboCop is a straight up futuristic action movie with a robotic cop finding humanity. There's a robotic cop in that one? Total Recall (laughs) is... Look, Charlie, don't lie. We know... Hollow Man's your favorite Paul Verhoeven film. <laughs> I enjoy Hollow Man, though. I I enjoyed that movie. Um, Total Recall is a mystery thriller in the middle of an action movie that even to this day doesn't have a clear, this is how it ended. Two weeks. <laughs> no, it, you still don't know whether it was Recall or yep. he really did it. Starship Troopers is heavy sci-fi and I am sitting here going there's only really one flaw in the movie and I can excuse special effects because it's a product of its time because we could we could chew up universal monster movies which I know Sludge has been going through if you compare it to things now obviously it's Creature, the, uh, uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. That's the winner of the universe. Yeah. Oh, but universe. given what they had to work with, with the technology they were given, I don't find flaw with how this movie was filmed. No. Uh, special effects wise, fine. Yep. Not a problem. I don't find flaw with the story. I don't find flaw with anything other than, and we didn't talk about this, was Carmen. Carmen is the flaw to this movie. She she's one of the flaws I agree with. Yes, she is a hundred. But I see as a flaw. She's probably the yeah. top. She she is the major. She shouldn't have survived. Diz should have survived. Carmen should have died. Um, and I know I'm dragging this out, but this is how difficult you guys have made it for me. Yeah. Well, on your basis that if this was a ten, yes, I can't give this a ten. Right. I give this. I want to give it more than four and three quarter, and I want to give it a five. But if I have to pick it apart, I'm going to be closer to four and three quarter. Um, but this it's is one of the, it's one of those ones where you want to give it a five, but you know I you can't. Want to yeah. I yeah personally, my personal feeling is a five. Analytically, it's a four and three quarter. Yeah, there. I would wa- I will watch it more than other movies easily. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not a five. I would probably put this on before I put on Aliens. It doesn't mean I like Aliens less than this movie. 
But as you far can... as entertainment, rewatchability, just fun, I would yeah. put this movie on in the background more than most movies. You know what I mean? It's like, it's... I, I love steak, but occasionally you want a hamburger. Yeah, I just want a cheeseburger and, with bacon on it. You know? Starship Troopers, you can put on and you don't have to sit there and watch it the entire time you can hear it you can you know what's going on you can you can follow it that alien and aliens you have to sit there and stare at it yeah but when i do sit there and watch it like i watched it with jackie i turn off my phone i did all this i'm still just as sucked into this movie i still find little things like man is there a reason why carl looks the way carl looks throughout the movie is there a reason and I, I, I know I talked about it. I watched the deleted scenes. 90% of the deleted scenes were Carmen scenes because the mm-hmm. audience hated her. Smart they audience. hated her for what she did to Rico in the movie. After well, let's died. break it down to Denise Richards as an actor. I, I think Denise Richards was the right choice um, because she fits that character. I couldn't see Diz, uh, Dina Meyer in Carmen's role and Denise Richards in as Diz, you know? No, no, they, they, no, they could not have switched those two. You know, Definitely. Carmen was supposed to be the, the intellectual, the attractive, the, she could have any guy that come her way, which is the whole reason with Xander and Rico. Right. right. Dina you know, Diz is supposed to be the athletic, you know, has options, but she's fixated on Rico. That is her main driving force in the movie. I don't think anything was bad, was badly cast in this movie. I don't think there was a role in here that would have done better with another actor. Um, well, okay. Let's say if you were Rico, would you have been more of a, of a Carmen or a Dizzy fan? Diz all the way. See, that's different. There's there's obviously a history that Rico's been with Carmen for a while. It's not like they just started dating. So there right. is a history there. Um, some of the deleted I'm, I'm, scenes kind of fill in a blank or two here or there, like why she won't kiss him at school, right, why they haven't right. done the deed. Um, things like, well, there's actually a scene they cut that gets... But it was okay with Xander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's the part that the audience hated was it made it out like the fact that, again, there's no linear to the timeline was yeah, Rico died, she got with Xander. Boom, boom, boom. They yeah. hated her from that point on. Um, I just think it wasn't, they didn't write her correctly. You know, they didn't fix that especially when they found out that people hated it that much they just deleted some scenes but it was still a broken thing and they don't even show what happens at the end you know do they all stay friends like they talked about do they because they show like rico's going right back out to war he could die in the next battle yeah she's captain of a ship now carl is probing bugs (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know you know uh, but you know we've gone a long way just in the right rating. This is the longest rating we've done. But four and three okay, quarter. 
but so you, you're, you're maybe a, you're a Carmen. Uh, we know that Sludge is a Gene uh, a Rayshek. He's a Michael Ironside person. And I'm a Rue McClanahan per- fan. So uh, well, I didn't know. say I was a fan of Carmen. Where did you get that from? <laughs> uh, well. I'm an ace fan, sir. Jake Busey yeah, all you, the way. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are a Jake Busey. <laughs> this is what, the fourth show I've talked about Jake Busey. Jake Busey, Jake Busey, Jake Busey. I want him on the show we're gonna, now. We're going to have to change it to the Jake Busey scale pretty sh- pretty soon. How many Jake Buseys are you going to give this <laughs> That's movie? right, man. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I just all right, so, I just want to kill. I'm just here to fight. All right, so four and a half for Sludge and myself, four and three quarter for Charlie on Starship Troopers. Yep, and we are probably going to go to a ten scale fairly soon. Uh, we're, I think we have to at this point. I think, at this I think point. we. I think we've grown into that. I think it makes sense. It does. I think it does. All right, I will now play the ending propaganda video that Charlie has referenced because we're towards the end of the app. What mysteries will the brain bug reveal? Federal scientists are working around the clock to probe its secrets. Once we understand the bug, we will defeat it. We have the ships. We have the weapons. We need soldiers. Soldiers like Lieutenant Stack Lumbridge. We're in the target area now, Captain. Captain Carmen Abanez. This is the captain speaking. All personnel prepared Soldiers like Private Ace Levy and Lieutenant John Rico. Come on, you ape! You wanna live forever! We need you all. Service guarantees citizenship. We're gonna fight. Yeah, so that's I mean that's what we see at the end of it, and and again, like you said, we don't know exactly what happens, and um, you know, uh, Sludge down there, he's just he's stoked. we win, we know exactly <laughs> we what win. happens. We yeah, we win. end up winning. Yeah, it's after the second horrible movie, we won by getting a third one to at least cleanse our palates. That's <laughs> how we won that, really. All right, Charlie. Uh, you got anything else, Mr. Starship Troopers, before we go into our, our our wrap up bit? I feel attacked by the two of you. <laughs> um, well, here. There, there you go. go. Hey, get yourself patched up, pal. But uh, uh, I, I think it's it might be the last time Sludge is on the show. I I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but uh, I, I think we've covered everything that's that's worth covering in the movie. Go watch it. This is, as far as ratings, I can't rate this movie any higher to say go watch it. This is yeah, it's absolutely a a top ten movie for me. I mean, just I own it. I own it. I had it on VHS. I got it on DVD. Got it on Blu-ray. I don't care how you watch it. Watch it. You know, just it's fantastic. This may have been the first movie I ever pirated so to speak <laughs> yar <laughs> recorded all right. the pay-per-view until i could buy it i think i got that that's, on that's old school this one time you know, i did i, I, I got it all, I got that one out mark got it for me that's, for christmas on vhs that's so old school to do that though. i love that all right let's get ready to let's get ready to start doing some plugs let's plug now we're talking plugging other shows or like carl plugging the brain bug 
I love how they right. censored that. Yeah. You know why right. they, they censored the cow scene was because PETA got mad. And then they censored out the bug part because PETA got mad about the bug part, too, even though it was fake. Oh, it was PETA. a bug butthole. That's why I censored it. All right, Sludge. Mr. Sludge, sir, please plug away. Guys, thank you all for one, let me be on the show. But again, I'm Sludge. I am with SludgeCast, and we do the Monster Movie Stop Down twice a month. And a uh, little plug here, we may have something special coming up soon with our brothers from uh, Give Me Back My Action Movies. Yeah, Check this, out is, this, is just a, this is a little taste. This is a teaser. It's a teaser for something coming up. That's going to be huge. Uh, Ish. No. Heard it, heard it here first. No, I've right. heard some yeah. of the stuff Sludge is working on, sir. This is this is going to be pretty cool. Well, Sludge, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We look forward to doing more with you in the future. Thank and you, guys. And remember, uh, remember, the only good bug is a dead is bug. A dead. Charlie, plug ski. Well, uh, it's not a plug for anything of us, but it's a plug for contributors and friends of the show. Uh, Bobby Eastley and James Brenton have been working on a movie uh, for three years now, according to Bobby. Uh, It's called Witch House. They've got the trailer up. We just shared it on the page. Um, And they are in the middle of negotiating the international distribution rights right now. So once they get all that settled, we'll find out when we can get a uh a copy to watch uh pete's already reached out to me he wants to review it hopefully fairly soon um so we'll see what good and uh i think i've said his name before but they both do our poster smash they're our poster smash guys um so they've helped us with our banner work and a lot of other artwork with the the, the page um so get a second go to the page check out witch house um it's an awesome trailer i mean it's Visually fantastic. All right. And like we normally do, I want to thank Mountain Empire Comics and Johnson City, Tennessee and Bristol, Tennessee. If you're in the area, stop by and say hello to Diane or Rob, depending on what location you go to. And we want to give a quick shout out to our good buddy Pete over at Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. I got it. Check them out if you want to hear about uh, movies that they said are bad. I disagree with The Wizard. I liked it as a kid. I love The Wizard. Uh, I love California. All right, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to this podcast. Don't just click on it and go, no, subscribe to it. That way you get your auto feeds. Um, there are things in the works from the Give Me Back My Action Movie uh brain trust the franchise if you will and if you subscribe to it you won't miss out on anything check us out on facebook we have a facebook page but more importantly i think is our facebook group because that's where our friends and our fans all get together and talk And, and honestly i don't like using the term fans because they're friends at this point it's everyone that listens to the show and gets on the group can have the same voice as anyone else and we really actually really really appreciate and love that about the group itself check out charlie he runs the instagram sometimes he puts pictures of uh, toys sometimes it's pictures of movies uh fortunately it's never been a picture of his butt 
And it you might can be also for Van Deem's butt, though. You don't know. No, no, your butt. You ain't got no butt. We're gonna do a and to an A, a or B. That's uh, it. Well, a or B. I want to get. I want to go ahead and say his butt because you ain't got one. Thanks for putting and, that out there, man. Take away the mystery, why don't you? Yeah, I, I've got it all. Unfortunately <laughs> for us, uh, out of the duo, I've got all the butt. And I'm you wrong. can, <laughs> nope. You can uh, send us anything through Facebook or Messenger or anything, but you can also email us at gmbmampod at gmail dot com. That's mostly to make Pete mad. And uh, <laughs> you know, that's about it, really, guys. I mean, it's been fun. This is definitely the longest episode we've de- done. It'll clock in right around two hours, I do believe. Uh, so I will drop it as a big two-hour episode. If you don't want to listen to it all at once, then just take a little bite. Just don't never come back for more. <laughs> put it in the refrigerator, put some cellophane on it, you're good. Uh, Sludge, you got anything before we get out of here? Man, just again, thank you guys so much for letting me be on the show. Thank Love you, and, you and, and, and we appreciate you coming on here. Charlie, you got anything? Well, I'll ask you in a minute. Computer, you got anything? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right. For Charlie, for Sludge, for everyone else, thanks for listening to Give Me Back My Action Movies. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. Until then, Charlie. I'll be back. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs>